Blog Talk Radio. Blessings and a wonderful afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time it may be in your sphere of the hemisphere. We thank and praise God for your joining us today in the the cyberspace. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am always indebted to God for allowing me to spend time with you to spend time breaking open his word, to spend time discussing issues that are currently going on with us as we say for the show that this is a show that um, gives real talk on real issues. And we try not to hold back. We absolutely recognize and understand that our opinions are not the end-all, be-all of opinions, but when we share the Word of God with you, the Word of God is the final say-so. So we thank God that we have that opportunity to share with you, to spend time with you. Excuse me. We are living in a world of so much upheaval Currently, we have things coming at us from every angle, every aspect, you name it, it's going on. Adversity is running rampant um, in the earth realm right now. But we are so, so grateful for the incredible God that we serve, that he is a true living God. We, he's not some statue that we have to pick up and carry around with us. He's not um, the image that you may have of Jesus just hanging on the cross. He is no longer on the cross. He is now seated in the heaven, in the upper heaven at the right hand of the Father, um, yet making intercession for us. We are just incredibly blessed. We're incredibly blessed to be a part of the family of God, if you have acknowledged him as your your head, your Lord and Savior, if you have acknowledged him as the one that you have surrendered and submitted your all to, then you are living in some of your better days, whether you can see it or not. Um, and we're going to talk about that today. But I don't want to prolong allowing my beautiful co-host to share a few words of greetings with you. I thank and praise God for her. We have weathered so many storms together, and she is definitely one of my ride-or-die partners because she's always there, and, and I'm grateful for her for that. So, hello, Miss Tanya. How are you today? I am awesome, beautiful. I thank God. Um, it was fine, and it was rocky, and then it got better, and then it got a little rocky. And I can relate to when you're saying there's something on every hand. And I just want to say the reason why I've been right or died because that's what you've sowed into the land to me. You've always shown me grace. You've always shown me patience and kindness and love. And I thank God that I can live this long, and I pray that I can only give it back to you, maybe in baby steps, but just give it back to you as well. And I love you for what you're saying. Thanks, sis. I'm awesome. Thank you. How are you, beautiful? I am blessed, blessed, blessed. I hear that it may be a little chilly down your way. Chilly is, uh, I don't know what to say. It's, it's weird. The sun was out today. 
You guys, we have, yes, Chili yesterday was like very um, Chicago cold with the wind blowing and some rain. And then we got Chili into today. It was just a little bit of misty this morning, but it got up to like 52 degrees, 54 degrees. We're dropping back to 30, but by Wednesday will be something like 60-something degrees in the day, dropping down to 30. So we're kind of experiencing what God wants us to know, a wake-up call weather. Amen? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, I thank and praise God. It is an absolutely gorgeous day today in Las Vegas. Um, I think the high was supposed to get up to 69, so almost 70 degrees. Um, Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But um, I, I, I empathize with you in the changes in the weather. Um, and and I, I brought it up because Mishima flew in this morning, my, my number two grandson. His birthday is this coming Wednesday, and he turns 30. So it's a monumental birthday for him. Um, and um, so he kind of wanted to spend it with his family, which is really blessed. But when he and his lady got in, they were talking about how cold it is right now in Atlanta. And it's just it's amazing to me how within a season, the seasons change. And I'm saying this to tie it into to our topic today, which is against all odds, overcoming adversity. But, you know, we go through seasons of life just like we go through natural seasons, um, spring, summer, um, winter, fall, or spring, summer, fall, and winter. Um, but even in the midst of, so think about we are still in what is considered the winter season on a calendar. If you were looking at a calendar, spring does not start until I think it's March 21st or something like that. It is definitely we're still in that season that is known as winter in the natural. But think of the different variations of what that means within that season. So like I said, right this moment, it is gorgeous here. Last week, it was freezing here. And the temperature just changed so quickly. I know from living and spending so much time in Atlanta, I was there one year, probably two years ago, where the temperature literally dropped during the day, not overnight, but during the day, it dropped 30 degrees. Got up that morning, sun was shining, it was nice, and I think it was probably about maybe 60 degrees or something like that. By that evening when the sun went down, same day, not overnight, same day, it had dropped to the low 30s, okay, almost going into the 20s. That is that is monumental, but we can look at how quickly the seasons within a season changes and liken that to what we go through in life. Because like you said, what you said was just so um, on point. It's like it started good, then it got a little rocky, then it kind of smoothed out, then it got a little rocky, and this was all in a day. And it's just like that's, that's how our lives tend to progress. And it sometimes has the, the propensity to throw us off, to make us question ourselves. But even more importantly, sometimes it makes us question God. And that's kind of what we wanted to, to press into today because, because we are living in such a time of upheaval. Here we are in the second month of the year 2021. I know that everybody was just, oh, my God, get me out of 2020. 2020 was horrible. 2020 was this. It was that. Um, I have to confess, and and I, I, I mean this with all sincerity, my heart goes out to everyone that encountered such upheaval in 2020 for those that lost loved ones, for those that lost employment, for those that lost their way um, due to the pandemic and like being in home and and on lockdown. And some people really, they just, you know, they just really kind of lost their their focus in life and lost their way. But I have to, to be totally honest, I can empathize and, and my heart goes out, 
Um, and I, yes, I lost some people last year that were close to my heart. Um, but through it all, if I'm going to be really, really honest, I have to say God was good because God kept us. God saw us through it. Um, I didn't end out 2020 on a bad note. I really didn't, if I'm going to be really honest. And 2021 started off okay. It was like I have no complaints um, coming into this year. Does that mean I have not encountered things? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But what it does say is that I am so grateful for the opportunity to mature in the Lord, to not just focus on the bad, not just focus on the opposition, but to focus on his goodness, to focus on his, that in the midst of it all, he has yet been faithful. And that's part of against all odds, overcoming adversity. You are never, you are never going to overcome adversity by picking the adversity apart and, and, and having that woe is me and the world is against me and everywhere I turn is something bad. Because you know what? We can always find the bad. It's almost like what the Lord told his apostles. He said, the poor you will have with you always. And I I liken that to bad times, adverse times, issues. You will always, I I don't care who you are, I don't care what you possess. If you look, if you turn around, there is always going to be something that if you want to, you can focus in on to say, woe is me, to say, oh, my God. Just, Just there's always going to be that. But if we flip the script. If we're going to overcome the adversity, if it, against all odds, you, you weren't born with a silver spoon. You weren't born on the right side of the track. You weren't um, embraced growing up. You have all of these things that you've encountered along the way. Um, you've fought the, the battle of life, <laughs> and you haven't always fought it as a good fight, okay? You've struggled. You've had opposition. You've had hardships. But you have to get to a place where you recognize that you say, I had. Because guess what? As I look back, I've overcome these things. I've survived these things. I'm still here. They were meant to take me out. Some of them were meant to utterly destroy me. But yet I'm still here. Yet I still have my faculty about me. Now, I may walk into the kitchen and wonder why I'm standing there every now and then because it's just like that thought is fleeting. But if I stand there long enough, the thought will come back and I can continue on. I'm not completely lost my mind. I'm so grateful for that. We have to recognize and understand that God is yet faithful. And until we can can focus in on the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, we will never beat the odds because the odds will beat us down. If we're always looking at the negative, what did not happen, what I'm missing, what I need, all of the the negative connotations that life will throw at you, I'm not saying they're false. But if that's all we're focusing on, then we're never going to overcome it because it will beat you down. And that's the point, to destroy you if you allow it, if you allow it. I want to go to the Word, and I want to share some things, and then, sis, I'll I'll let you chime in. But some, some important scriptures to keep close to your heart when you are going through these times so that you have something to hold on to, you know, because if you don't, then you're going you're gonna to wind up in despair. You're going to wind up angry. You're going to wind up just aimlessly wandering just because, just because you have not embraced 
the hand of God. You have not embraced the blessing of God. And I'm trying to find Isaiah. Here it is. Isaiah 41 and 13. It says that, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. That is such a powerful scripture to me. I am the Lord your God. Think about this. We're, we're talking about the creator of the, the dimensions of eternity. <laughs> you know, we used to focus in on he's the creator of the heavens and earth. No, 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 no. Understand, don't limit him to that. He is the creator of the dimensions of eternity. And you can't even fathom the dimensions of eternity. But he created them. He created them. And he is saying I am the Lord, your God, not a God, but your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. I will help you. Psalms 27 and 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. The Lord is what keeps my life rooted and crowned. The Lord is what keeps my life going on. He's yet allowing me to inhale and exhale. He's yet allowing my heart to beat on its own. I'm not hooked up to life support. I'm breathing, I'm thinking, because he is, because he said, you shall live. Yet another moment, yet another day. It's like we, we really have to flip the script, because if we don't, again, just thinking about the seasons within the season will drive you crazy. That's how people get sick. Think about that. When the weather pattern changes like like it's doing right now, it's like one day it's really freezing cold and the next day it's gorgeous and then it's freezing cold again and you don't know how to dress, you don't know how to care for yourself in the midst of the weather patterns and the changes, and you get sick. Why do you get sick? You get sick because you have not built up your immune system in your body to weather the storms, to weather the changing of the seasons. You didn't get up and check the weather before you went outside to say, hi, it's going to be 30 degrees out today. Do I need a coat? Yes. Oh, no, because it was pretty yesterday, I get up and I put on something thin and go out and then I'm freezing because we didn't check. Because I didn't check. Because I took for granted that because it was warm yesterday, it's going to be warm today. Still in the winter season, so you can't take that for granted. Likewise, it's the same thing with God. You can't take for granted that every day is going to be rosy. It's not. There's going to be some hard times. But if you get up in the morning and you check with the seasoned creator, which is God Almighty, and allow him to build up your spiritual immune system so that as these seasons change within the season, you're still girded up because you're girded up in him so you're not susceptible to the change of the weather, to the change of the atmosphere to the change of the attitudes within your families, the change of the attitudes with, on your job. You know, sometimes you get up and you go into work and you are just in la-la land because it's just a great day and you encounter somebody that throws your whole thing off because they have such a nasty attitude. But if you got up and you girded yourself and, again, you checked that spiritual immunity, you were like, Oh, okay, you're having a bad day. I'll pray for you. And you keep going. It's just like, I am not going to let your atmosphere invade my atmosphere. I'm not going to let your negativity invade my positivity. I'm not going to allow your negative energy to pull my energy down. Not going to do it. 
because God is too good. And because I'm connected to him every moment of every day, now I can command my atmosphere and hopefully help you to change your atmosphere because I won't agree with that negativity that you're kicking out. No, I'm going to give you, I'm a smile. I'm going to bless you and keep it moving. So how do we overcome the adversity, the obstacles? By getting in the will and the way of God, by allowing his word to transform our thinking, by becoming something that we would not be in our own stead. We can only do it with him. We can only do it with him. You know, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Many this is many years ago, and I, I thank God for my marriage. And my husband actually can hear me right now, so I'm I'm not I'm just prefacing that so that you know what I'm saying is truth. There was once a point in time in our marriage where, if I heard a certain tone in his voice, it would completely take me off course and shut me down. Seriously. And, and it would do that because in our first marriage, there was so much upheaval that I had this guard around my heart. So even though we, we divorced and God brought us back together, if I heard a hint of the tone that I had heard before, my guard would immediately go up and I have shut him down. I have shut him off. I'm not hearing, seeing, and not thinking about it. And I'm going to move on because I was not going to let that invasion come in. But what that caused me to do is shut off emotions and feelings as well. So I'm being perfectly transparent and honest here. So what I had to do was allow God to properly heal me from the past indiscretions that had had tainted my heart and made it so easy for that wall to come up. I had to make sure that I opened up and say, okay, I thought I was healed, but if a, a, a hint of a tone in a voice can send me into a different atmosphere, then I'm not healed. So I need you, Lord, to heal me. We've got to get to that place where the hint of adversity does not send us into a negative connotation, does not send us to another place in, that God would not have us go. And a lot of times we do it, and really it's out of what we call survival. So when we get into adversity, we feel like, oh, I've got to harden myself because of the adversity to survive the adversity, and really the opposite is true. No, I have to open my heart up, not harden it, but open my heart up to the Spirit of God to make sure that I'm allowing him in to do what he needs to do in me. It's like we, we're, we're taught um, constantly by, by our pastors is, Lord, bless them, change me. That becomes the prayer. When we've given somebody that much power to change our attitude and, and our trajectory for that day, we've got to get to know, Lord, bless them, but change me. I'm the one that needs you to do something within me so that I'm not carrying what I'm carrying because I can affect my own well-being and my own atmosphere if I allow that negativity to permeate within me. And there's many different layers of that in the various different things that we go through that we label as adversity. We go through anger. We go through despair. We go through um, just total lostness. And, and each one of those can cause us to succumb to the adversity as opposed to get past the adversity if we are not rooted ground and rooted and grounded in God, if we're not trusting that what he says is true, that we can take his hand, we don't have to be afraid, and we know he's going to see us through. It comes down to in whom do you believe, not what do you believe. We talk about what we believe all the time. But no, it's beyond what you believe, in whom do you believe? And if you really, really believe in him, then what's the problem? 
Because if I trust you, Lord, and I believe you, Lord, I may be a little shook right now, maybe a little anxious right now, but I know that you're going to grant me your peace, and I know you're going to see me through. I know that whatever my loved one is going through, I can place them on the altar. Lord, I am not going back to get them. They belong to you. You didn't kill me. You're not going to kill them. I give you praise because... I got a work to do for you, and I can't focus on this negativity. The more I focus in on the negativity, the more I focus in on the adversity, the less I'm available to focus in on what you've called me to. It's, it's a deterrent. It's a distraction. It does not say it's not real. And I'm not saying you're going to live in la-la land. But what you're going to do is not put all of your energy into the adversity. You've got to put your energy into whom you trust and say, you know what? Don't, don't, I don't have the answers, Lord, but you do. I may not have the wisdom to see this the way you have, would have me to see it, so I need to press more into you. I need to gain that wisdom, and in all my getting, I know I need to get understanding. So, Lord, my understanding needs to come from you. It definitely can't come from society. It definitely can't come from the government. It definitely can't come from some of those that are around me that I would seek counsel with. i got to seek counsel with you. I got to make sure that I know that I know that I know that I am connected to the source of what can get me out of the adversity rather than just dwelling in the adversity. So since I've done a lot of talking here, um, I'm just going to hush for a minute and give you the floor. But I thank and praise God for the place that we can find ourselves in, even in the midst of the adversity. I'm sorry, because I do, I really, really do. We are in day, I think it's day 37 or 38 of our prayer challenge, day 38. Day 38 is today of our prayer challenge. We've only got two more days to go, and the challenge is over, but the challenge has been so incredibly blessed, and it's been mind-changing and spirit-changing, and it has changed how we've even viewed prayer. And it, it has just been an incredible journey in the Lord to know that he is yet, yet on the throne and yet in charge as long as we yield to him. So, amen. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. I don't want you to ever be upset for able to understand and speak about adversity. That's just such a blessing to know that you've reached the young age that you've reached, and God has brought you through so many challenges, obstacles, and opposition. So don't ever be sorry. I just thank God that there is a time now that I can be silent and I can listen as well because no matter what, there's, you can always learn something. When I came into 2021, since the Lord told me again, correction, instruction, and direction. These are the three things that you're going to learn this year in 2021. And okay, I was cool with it, wrote it on my vision board. But see, correction is not easy. I've been crying since it began. Not every day, but every once in a while because when I want to speak out, like I did in 2020, the Lord is saying to me, they don't need to know how you feel. They don't need to know that you can go off. They don't need to know that you're Tanya. They already know that. You already showed enough of it in 2020. Now, 2021, you're going to listen to instruction. You're going to be silent when you want to speak. You need direction because I'm going to show you the way to go. I'm now in a different department. You know that. The person that told me was honorable when they told me about the position, now they're giving me opposition in that department. And it's, it's sad to me because it's painful when you're learning and then you have someone that's coming against you for whatever reason. I've always been direct and upfront, and I've always felt like that was the way to be, but sometimes people cannot take when you're honest about something. I love what you said about your marriage because I was there. That's my brother. You're my sister. So I know everything you're saying is the truth. I, too, am experiencing in 10 years in a relationship the opposition of having to learn how to shut up when you want to say something. Today I said for the very first time, man, I'm getting ready. Catch a case. I know that for sure. 
And the Lord said, no, you're not, because you're going to be quiet and you're going to listen. You don't always have to speak your mind. Again, another painful piece of opposition coming from the other side. And sometimes when you want to speak, God says you can't. Well, I'm here to say, like you're saying, sis, man, it's so much going on. 2020 was a little bit better. It seemed like the year came in, I was already experiencing opposition in finances, opposition here, opposition there. Now I'm going, what's really going down? But while you were speaking, the Lord had me look up something, and this is what I want to read, Ephesians 6 and 12 from the King James Virgil, ver- Version. Please forgive me. Verse 12 in King James, Ephesians 6 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against evil, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, if there ever was a time to ever realize what you're going through now, I believe that's one of the things that I'm going through. A couple of days I came home, I woke up in the morning, I was feeling fine, not sick, like you're saying, thank you, Jesus, I can use the bath on my own, still take my own shower, walk sometimes, feet a little sore, walk sometimes, legs get a little sore, walk sometimes, and things happen. But let me just say this to you. But I kept saying, I just don't understand what's going on. I feel so different today. I wrestled all day, got up, went to work and everything, and fought all day where the enemy was trying to tell me to go off about every situation in 2020 that I felt it was worth my opinion to say something about that I was really angry and pissed off about. But this year, in 2021, the Lord is saying, hold up, calm down, nobody cares. What you have to do is go to me. Well, let me say this to you. I'm a person that wakes up every morning because I still believe in listening to very impactful things and listening to people talk about good things about the Lord and everything. But this year, now the Lord has someone come to me and say, you need to go back to your word. Because right now I told you that many people are going to be misled and fooled in this season. And that word is the only thing that cannot mislead you or fool you. But the thing that you're hearing, everybody wants you to feel good about it. Because they want you to keep, as long as you feeling good, you're giving money. That's how it is in the strip club, you guys. Whoop, what that have to do with this message? That's how it is when you're out there. The more you drink, the more we got. We wanted to make you feel good. Because if you were feeling good, then you were lucid with your finances, lucid with your facilities, lucid with your personality. And that's how the girls in the world read you to get your money. Be careful. We all want to feel good. But it's not about your feelings right now or your emotions, but your ability spiritually in your, in your heart, in your soul, to know that God is talking. It's scary, sis, because I tremor right now. You were in Vegas. You said a couple of weeks ago, my sister's in Vegas as well. As you know, she lives in Summerlin, and she sent us all a picture of it snowing in Vegas, snowing, mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. But when I called my mother a couple, when I got off a couple of hours later, I was like, "Day, mom, how's the snow? She said, I didn't get any snow. I got a little rain, but I didn't get any snow. But you guys are in Vegas. We have to wake up because so much is happening. The Lord is quickening our spirits. And when you wonder why you wake up and you feel like you're fine, but then in a minute, now you're going through traffic twice. My husband and I were out today twice. Two people try to come over the line, but weave back and forth, and we're going, what's going on? Hmm. I woke up to this. My boss, my husband's boss last week, Sunday, went to church and said, I don't feel good. I, don't, I, I just don't feel good. And her brother and sister them said, this is the most you ever complain. You think we need to call a paramedic? She's like, no, I'm not getting a paramedic. Her brother said, well, I'm taking you to the hospital. Just take me home. I just probably need to rest this off. No, we're going to take you straight to the hospital because we ain't never heard you complain like this. As soon as they took mm. her, they took her to emergency surgery. She was having a stroke bleeding from her brain. Mm. That same Sunday, I found out that Tuesday when I came in, one of my coworkers to do dairy, he was sitting there. He said, Tanya, you wasn't here last Sunday. I said, no. He said, I dropped a massive heart attack right here on this floor, right here. They took me to emergency surgery and had to replace two stents in my heart. I went, oh, my God, you're here? 
The next day, I found out one of my uh, customers came in and said, you know, Miss Mary, I said, what's she up to with her little spunky, spicy self? She died. Mm. She Mm. just died, complications of the corona. I said, what? The same day, another customer came in four hours later and said, you remember me? I said, I do. How are you, beautiful? And she said, I'm fine. You are always so kind to me and my husband. You remember you ta- you were telling us how to cook some greens if we don't want to put no smoked meat in it, how we can get that? I said, yes, I do. And she said, I said, how's your husband doing? I ain't seen him in a couple of weeks. She said, we were talking in the kitchen cooking, and he dropped dead. Mm. It was all of a sudden. Well, forgive me if my voice swells and it wails right now because my soul cries out right now. Lord, you still allow me to live even through all this opposition, what's really going down. And he said, I never meant for you to get comfortable in this world. I always told you that there was another place. How many of you are still trying to hold on? And how do you not get so wrapped up, but at the same time you're still living and life wraps you up because mm. of opposition. Well, I'm here with you right now and I'm saying this to you, man, I woke up today and before I knew it, I was feeling good. And then three hours later, I was feeling spicy. I felt like what is really going on? My mind got to going over here and going over there. And I was trying to control myself because I was like, I'm tired. I'm a little tired. I had to close a couple of nights and I was got off work late. And maybe that's what it is. And my body aches and this is going on opposition. But again, we turn to you, Lord, for everything that we have, because there's, no one else you can hold on to because guess what? You can't be as much as I love my sister. I wish I can go to Vegas right now. I'm not living in fear, but yet at the same time, this is going on and that's going on and this over there. And then, you know, Highway 1, I was just telling my husband literally a couple of months ago, God, I can't wait. I, we need to take a road trip. I want to take you to Highway 1. We need to drive that highway. It's a beautiful highway before it falls into the ocean. He came home several days ago and said, guess what? You remember that highway one you were talking about? You said before it fell into the ocean, we need to go on. I said, yeah, well, a piece of it fell into the ocean. Mm. And I thought to myself, guess what? Opposition. Why is that opposition for you, Tanya? Because now I'm starting to look around and see the things and affairs of the world. And I'm saying, we better start enjoying life, you guys. Because the new norm is now. It will never be back the way it used to be. That's all I wanted to say, since I didn't mean to talk neither, but I can honestly explain that this is what I'm going through right now in my life. We got to keep holding on and keep praying and keep when you, the Lord prompts you early in the morning when you say, maybe what am I up for? I can't sleep. And you walk on the floor and you're getting something, you're trying to take something to go back to sleep. Maybe God is summoning you to pray mm-hmm. because the affairs of the world is different now. It's not the same that it used to be. How do you hold on, like you're saying, in these times when the jobs don't want to pay you what you deserve to be paid? Everything's going up. I don't know about anybody else. You need to look around. I'm not because I work in a grocery store. Food's going up. If you go anywhere else, everything else is going up. How do you live in these times of opposition? I'm going to let you speak now, sis. Thank you for allowing me. Hmm. You know, it is, uh, you're right. It, we, people like, I just want to get back to normal. Sweetheart, this is normal. <laughs> it's like, it's the new normal, you know? Um, and, and, and there are times when we idolize the past. We think, oh, the good old days, it was just so great back when. But guess what? You had oppositions and issues then. You still had things that you had to go through. Maybe they were different, but you still had things to go through. You know, we have to learn, as the Word of God teaches us, to be content in all things. Be content in all things. Um, um, it, it's just, it's amazing how we, excuse me, we forget that, the good old days weren't as good as we thought. 
We really do. I mean, that's just, I don't know how else to put it. The good old days weren't as good as we thought. Um, what's to come is probably not going to be what we think it's going to be. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it. Time, times are changing. There's a song, and that's in the song. Times are changing. But what the word teaches us is the more things change, the more they stay the same. And what does that mean? That means that even though we are evolving and times are changing, what that constant in it all, what is always going to be the same is the hand of God on our lives. The, the hand of God on our lives. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether we're fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that Paul held firm to 13th verse that says I can do all this through him who gives me strength that is the key in overcoming the obstacles of adversity whether you're in your good season or bad season again what we were just talking about the seasons within the season seasons can change in a blink of an eye your situation can change in a blink of an eye be it for the good or for the bad in the twinkling of an eye listen to all of the different examples that you just gave of people just dropping or people that suddenly had to be rushed to the hospital suddenly suddenly we 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 talk about suddenly suddenly they're not always good Suddenlies can throw our world in a tailspin. Suddenlies can bring about deep adversity. But the one thing that we know or that we should know and that we need to hold on to is that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can see yourself through it. You can see yourself out of it. But it comes from that connection with him. That's why I'm saying, I promise you, that the thing about your spiritual immunity so that you don't succumb to the changes of the seasons within the seasons of your life, got to build yourself up in your most holy faith, in him. Sis, it's the only way we're going to make it. It is the only way that we can get up every morning We can give praise to him, and we can assure our inner being, ourselves. We want to encourage everybody else, but we need to, in every day, assure our inner being, assure ourselves that, Lord, I trust you. No matter what this day holds, I may feel phenomenal right now, or I may be, I just don't even want to get out of bed. But either way it goes. I'm going to find my contentment in the fact that no matter what is going to happen, you are going to hold my hand and you're going to walk me through it. You're going to make sure I don't succumb to it. You're going to let me know that any illness is not unto death because I trust you. It is not my time to die. It is my time to live. It is my time to proclaim the wondrous works of the Lord in the land of the living. And we need to decree and declare these things daily, daily, so that we not only put it in the atmosphere, but we put it in our spirit so that no matter what that day holds, Lord, you hold the day. Whatever my day holds, You hold the day so I can trust you. I can hold on to you. I can decree and declare your word to be true. It will not go out and return unto your void. That's why I need to stand on your word. That's why I need to have your word bound to my spirit. Because your word is going to go where you send it, and it's going to accomplish that that you please it to do. In my life, 
in the life of my loved ones, in the life of those that you've connected me to, your word is going to stand. Your word is going to reign supreme. Your word. Don't care who's in the White House. Don't care who's in the outhouse. Does not matter. Your word is what I'm trusting. Your word is what's going to see me through. Your word will give me the words I need to encourage another. But the same way I can encourage another, Lord, I have to encourage myself. I have to tell my soul to be lifted up because the lover and the lifter of my soul is always present with me. So I don't have to be in despair. Depression will not be my plight. Worry and stress will not take me out with strokes and heart attacks because I'm giving it all to you, Lord. I'm giving it all to you. And as you call me to stand in, in whatever you've called me to, I'm going to do that. I am going to do that. I am going to trust you. And I'm going to see your mighty hand at work. I'm going to decree and declare the salvation of the Lord in my family, in those I'm connected to, because it's your desire and your will. I'm going to stand for healing. I'm going to trust and believe you. I'm not taken down. I'm not going to do it. And when my day comes that you say it's time to come home, I'm going to make sure that I come home empty. I'm going to make sure that everything that you have poured into me to pour into others, I have accomplished that. I want to be as David was when his time to go home and to sleep with his ancestors came. It said in the word of God he served his generations well, and then he slept. Purpose. My destiny is to serve my generations well, not to get caught up in the anxiousness and the craziness of this world, to be in it but not of it, to show a more excellent way, to show the the salvation of the Lord. What does it mean? that God has his hand on you? What does it mean to exemplify the favor of God? Not just in your possessions. It's in you. Who are you? What are you you, um, showing the people? Are you really showing the love of God? That's why you have to keep your mouth shut, Tam, because it's not about giving your two cents. It's about being an ambassador of God. It's about only speaking as Christ said. I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. Christ didn't go around giving everybody his two cents. He went around healing and being an example of the way of the Lord, he went around making sure that he showed them a more excellent way. In the midst of it all, he taught thousands. He taught them about love. He taught them about caring and servanthood. The least among you will be the greatest in my heaven because you have a servant's heart. He, he unclothed himself, girded himself with a towel, got on his knees and washed his disciples' feet as an example. He wasn't running around all cocky and lifted up and calling me Bishop Bobo. He was a servant. He taught us what it meant to be humble and yet strongest individual in the world. He taught us what it meant to submit and surrender all to the Father, even in the midst of oppression, 
even in the midst of oppression. He lived in an oppressive regime. The Romans oppressed the, the Hebrews, the Jews, the Israelites. They were oppressed. But that wasn't his fight. That oppression wasn't his fight. The oppression that he came to fight was the oppression of the soul, the oppression of the enemy to keep you from being reconciled to the Father. Not the physical oppression of the Romans, but the oppression that could keep you out of the kingdom of heaven. That's what he came to share. That's what he came to show us how to overcome that adversity. Because that, that other stuff, it'll come and go. As you see, we had one person in the White House for four years, now we got another one. And, and none of them, no matter what your party affiliation is, if you believe in that, it does not matter the people that he has placed in power, because never forget, I raised one up and I set another one down. That's the world. But it's not the people that should be on a pedestal. It's God. Okay, God, what's your agenda for these next four years? God, we have seen an incredible feat. We have a woman in the White House. When we look back in our gender, I don't care what, again, your party affiliation is, but when we think of the oppression that women have suffered from eons ago (laughs) and to finally have some kind of recognition at the seat of authority, not by happenstance, not by coincidence, But what are we doing? Are we so busy because we're mad because she is a quote-unquote Democrat that we can't pray her wisdom and, and knowledge be upon her in that seat, that she would give godly counsel, that she would get into the presence of God? And so as she counsels the president, she's coming from a place of godly wisdom? Are we praying over the president that even though he he professes that he has a relationship with God through but through Catholicism, but but are we praying? Are you pressing into the presence of God every morning? This one thing you say what you want to about President Obama, and I will tell you categorically, I did not believe in all of his policies, but I'm listening to his book, The Promised Land. I'm currently listening to it. And one thing that he is very, very adamant about, that he got up and he prayed every morning because he knew the weight that sat upon his shoulders as being the president of the United States. Now, did he, in our eyes, get it all right from God? You know, that what we would think that would be pleasing before God, he'll be the first to say, no, he didn't get it all right. But what he did know was where his sense of strength came from. We're not going to get it all right. But do we know in whom we believe our source of strength is in God? If you are going to overcome the obstacles of life, and, and let me, I have to say this for balance. You're not going to overcome all of the adversities in your life all at once, and it's not going to happen all overnight because some of those adversities are there to make you press into the place of God that he needs you to be. Some of us would not bend a knee, would not lift a Bible if we were not going through, let's be honest. We would not pray. We would not study the word. We would not even be listening to shows like this if we were not going through. It is unfortunate, but sometimes, and I'm not saying all adversity comes for that, but sometimes we have to walk through some things in order to get someplace. And that place that we're headed 
is that right relationship with God, that place of faith, that place where we know that we know that we know who in whom we believe. Because it's very hard to convince somebody else to believe something if you don't believe it yourself. In fact, you're being hypocritical. Why am I trying to convince you if I don't believe it's real? What's the point in that? So um, we're down to the last four minutes of the show. I am prayerful. Dan, you've got to focus on the goodness of the Lord. You've got to focus on to, to whom you believe and where your strength comes from. More, more than you focus on the adversity itself because that, is where your stronghold of life lies. It is in your faith, your trust, and your belief that Father God is with you every step of the way, and he's got you. He's got you. So you need his wisdom and his understanding. I applaud you, Tanya, that you take, you've taken heed to what he has told you in the realm of correction, in the realm of repositioning yourself, because that's what you're doing. That's what God is doing for you in the midst of this. He's repositioning you so that he can better use you. And we, have that, we get that positioning and that repositioning through going through the trials and the tribulations and passing the test. Not have to go back and retake it, but pass the test. Learn the first time. Pass the test. So you can go on. You can't go from elementary to junior high so you pass all the tests in elementary. You can't go from junior high to high school so you pass the test in junior high. You can't go from high school to college until you pass the test that they give you to get into college. You need to pass the test, and that will be the symbol and the sign of your growth in the Lord and your greater availability to be used of him. So I give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Sis, we got two minutes. Pray us out, please. I first want to just say that it is just awesome in this time right now. I'm not telling you it's easy what I'm going through. The minute that you make up your mind that you want to be in a very positive mood and you don't want to go there anymore, go off, set yourself up for a heart attack or a stroke, hurt somebody, be in jail or prison in 2021, that everybody and every demon in hell wants to try you. I'm going to tell you right now, they do. Even when I'm silent, people are not used to it because I'm a talker. And even when you're silent, even in the midst because you want to hear God and you want to pray for those that don't understand, they still those demons will try you, not because they're powerful, because God is. And that's just the lesson and the test that you go through to show that you shall come forth as pure gold. But when I read to you in Ephesians 6 through 11, I read to you 12 about you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But don't forget, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all the people that are listening of my voice and those who listen later or whatever hour or moment that they're in right now. Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the strategies and the things that he tries to do. I'm praying for all your souls, your families, your loved ones. I'm praying for the ones that are in the politics, the White House right now, the president, vice president, and all those, the Congress, Republicans, and the Democrats that have something to do with our lives. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I want to just be able to speak love. And I want to be able to speak peace. And I want to be able to speak gratitude. Because I believe in my heart that when we realize that you are the reason for every season in our lives, for every moment. And then you are the one that can slay like David, even greater, the demons that are in this earth. That if we all come together and stop looking at creed, color, and what everybody else is doing, and look at the purpose that you've called us to do, then we will seek thy face. You will hear from heaven, and you will hear and heal our lands. I love you guys so much for you guys being a blessing every time you listen to this show. 
and I pray that you guys can get something out of it. Please call in sometimes and share your moment and your time because you're worth it as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Seth. No, yes, 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 to everything you just prayed. So we give God all the praise, glory, and the honor. Uh, We pray that um, you guys are enjoying your day. And um, Lord willing, we will be with you. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. We love you. I love you, sis. Love you too, sis. You have a blessed one. Let's keep it real.